welcome to The Bat Signal, the weekly news podcast produced by The Battalion, Texas A&M student newspaper. I'm Annie Wells, Multimedia Desk co-editor. And I'm Tori Esperboa, Multimedia Desk producer. So this week, Mitchell could not make it. He is out of town, so we have Tori filling in. She just got hired, so here she is. It's very exciting to have her here. Happy to be here. I'm very excited to start this journey with you guys. Of course, we appreciate it. So... This week, uh, we had a lot of wins in our sports world at A&M. The volleyball team came back from their COVID hiatus and defeated Alabama. Softball won two games against Lamar and Campbell on their first day of the Reveille Classic. And then Texas A&M's baseball won against New Mexico State. And this was actually the 600th career win for the baseball coach, uh, Rob Childress. Yeah, it's very exciting for him. That's a lot of wins, so... Obviously, our coach is doing something right. <laughs> um, and then we also had women's basketball defeated LSU 77 to 58 on Friday. So Ooh. we're kind of killing it in the sports area. That's a good game. There you go. All righty. So we have some news for our buses here on campus. So the Department of Transportation Services purchased three electric and 35 diesel buses for the summer. Transportation Services received a grant that allowed them to get these buses, and they're able to retire 35 old buses for these new ones, plus three electric ones. Madeline Dillard, Transportation Services Assistant Director, said, Over the summer and fall, we hope to collect an array of data from running electric buses in our fleet. This will help form our decisions about future bus purchases. There you go. That's good. Slowly but surely going green, huh? Pretty exciting. I use the bus a lot, so that's nice to hear. Yeah. Um, makes me feel better about using the bus if it's going to be electric. So I guess we'll have to see how those do um, once we start using them. So as many of you probably know, Greg Abbott released an executive order to lift the mask mandate um, in Texas and to allow the 100% capacity in businesses um, effective March 10th. Obviously, a lot of controversy followed this announcement and a lot of questions about what A&M was going to do um, following this. There were a couple of days where like two petitions were going around. I saw one that was for lifting the man mask mandate and one for keeping the mask mandate following that. So there's a lot of questions about what they're going to do for a while. Uh, but then on March 5th, uh, the university actually stated they, that they were going to keep the COVID-19 safety guidelines um, okay. with the mask and the capacity. Well, that's good to know. I'm Yeah, that's a pretty, it's a pretty sticky conversation to have. And, you know, you have people that, you know, want to wear the mask and don't want to wear a mask. So that's good that they're going to keep the COVID guidelines on campus. That's good to know. Yeah, I was. I think that's a good decision on their part, at least in my opinion. But the John Sharp, the Texas A&M system chancellor, he did say that there would be a reassessment after this semester. So there could be a change following the semester. But as of for spring 2021, we are going to be keeping our mask and capacity guidelines um, that we put in place uh last semester so no changes there okay well kathy banks is now the second female president of texas a&m she received her master's of engineering at the university of north carolina at chapel hill in 1985 and her phd at duke university in 1989 currently she's the vice chancellor of engineering for the university system and the dean of college of engineering Recommended by Chancellor John Sharp, chosen unanimously by all nine members of the Board of Regents. Kathy Banks states, this is a tremendous honor, and Texas A&M is one of a kind. There is nowhere else I'd rather be. So that is super awesome for women mm-hmm. empowerment right there. Oh, yeah. And then it's Women's History Month, so 
There you go. Great timing, really. And then we also had Natalie Parks as our student body president, and she was the fifth female president at A&M. So it's very exciting news for women at A&M, really. Um, So I'm just going to give a content warning for the rest of the podcast. Our last story does involve sexual assault and talking about sexual assault. So it's just a content warning for anyone out there. We are discussing about how the Student Senate did hold a meeting to discuss the recent sexual assault occurrences at fish camp following the battalion article that came out a couple weeks ago if y'all remember um the battalion article was talking about how a couple of former campers came forward about some occurrences that happened to them through fish camp from their counselors and everything so they students didn't have a meeting to discuss these occurrences and to put in place some new guidelines for fish camp to reduce the possibility of these occurrences happening um, they are working with Fish Camp to update their con- constitution and bylaws. Uh, the resolution read that, quote, the Texas A&M Student Senate calls for the inclusion of a rule in Fish Camp constitution and behavioral agreement that explicitly details that there should be a no sexual or romantic relations between freshmen and counselors through their entire membership term in Fish Camp. This is probably, this is not probably, I think this is a good idea to reduce the possibility of even any chance of this happening. Um, Yeah, this is absolutely just insane. Mm -hmm. It's sad to see that people can use their power in that kind of way. And so I think that's really important to add to their constitution. Um, And they are also calling to add mandatory training for their directors, chairs, advisors, and counselors, just so everyone in within fish camp does have the training to uh, fight against this issue. It's super sad to hear it hear about that at fish camp such a time for freshmen to come in and kind of enjoy university and the campus and see the beauty of it and you know to have this unfortunate situation happen just it's very very sad and I know A&M does not hold any any remorse or any sort of wiggle room for any of that they don't tolerate that at all so that's that's good that we're adding some some training and guidelines to be followed for sure so it's good to hear Okay, so these are the headlines from this week's news roundup. For more information, please visit thebat.com. For up-to-the-minute updates on all things campus news, follow The Battalion on social media. For Twitter and Instagram, we're at The Bat Online, and check out The Battalion on Facebook. And if you're on campus, pick up your free copy of our paper from one of the newsstands. I'm Tori Esprevoa. And I'm Annie Wells. Join us next week for another round of news. The contributors of this week's episode of The Bat Signal are Julia Potts, Tarni Hawagi, Beck Morris, Jack Corrales, David Holt, Emily Wedemeyer, Brad Bennett, and Brady Stone. Graphics by Gabrielle Shreve. Thank you very much to Tori for joining me this week at the Bat Signal. Me and Mitchell will see you next week. Giggum.